Hi, and welcome to ECE Honestly with Kayla and Lisa. Here we discuss the ups and downs of working in the field of early childhood education. So listen, hopefully learn, and enjoy. We would like to acknowledge with gratitude that we live, work, and learn on the unceded and traditional territory of the Coast Salish, Kwikwitlam, Tsleil-Waututh, Squamish, and Stolo peoples. Today we're going to talk about burnout. While not something that you may face often, you will experience this periodically throughout your career. So burnout by definition is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. Burnout is something both Kayla and I have faced. And personally, I was able to overcome it by changing the age group we work with. Uh, I personally was able to overcome it by changing the center I worked in. And that's what is so unique about burnout. It's very personal. Not everyone will feel the same stress as you do for the same reasons you do. And only you can change the environment, your personal routine, or just recognize what it is that's constantly putting you on edge and making you dread versus feeling excited or motivated or inspired to do your job every day. And I feel like burnout is unrecognizable at first. You sort of don't even realize that you're sort of spiraling into this hole of not really wanting to be there, not wanting to do your job. Mm-hmm. And you have this unease within yourself that you feel. And because of that, the level of care that you can give to children and to yourself is significantly lowered. And it's really hard to promote a positive energy and positive engagement with children when you yourself don't feel like you can regulate how you're even feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think many times during my early phase of burnout, because I was so new into my practice, I just didn't have the patience and I couldn't figure out why I was having so much trouble And I would dread seeing certain kids walking up across the field and think, oh my gosh, I really don't want to deal with this person again. Like, I don't think I can handle it. When really, that's not how you should be feeling. And if you do feel that more than just a small amount of time, and this is like consistent, then maybe you should change fields. Just a little thought. Just reevaluate what you're doing in ECE. It's true though, because, (laughs) you know, and we've spoke about this briefly in our first episode, like you come across so many different little personalities. You know, some children are, they, you know, they test their limits more than others. There are some children who are super, super strong-willed and Mm -hmm. There are other children, you know, who may not have that very strong will, but you get frustrated with them because you're like, come on, like, just, just tell- do it. Yeah. Or you're not even <laughs> that. It's not even like listening, you know, like from personal experience, I've had some children, I'm just like, stop following what I want you, what you think I want you to do. Like, you're a little mind. Like, come on, use your little mind. You have thoughts of your own. And again, that's not on children that's on you as the adult it is and you know you have to recognize in yourself when you're feeling burnt out and it's not easy to determine but once you do it's like the clouds have cleared the sky and you can see what it is that's causing you to feel this imbalance in your work and what you're doing Mm mm-hmm 
Um, for me personally, <laughs> when I was at my peak at burnout, um, so I'll just kind of talk about my personal experience with burnout. I worked in a center whose philosophies and values didn't line up with mine. And I worked there for about two years, uh, which is a long time. You know, you're talking about going in five days a week. Um, and looking back, I recognize that I did learn a lot as a person. Um, I learned a lot as an educator. I learned um, as an individual. And I made some amazing friends and built lots of relationships with people that I still keep in contact with and whose company I really do enjoy. And I am, I will forever be very grateful to this, to my former employer because they actually ended up paying for my infant toddler certification. So if you're lucky in some places that you work in, um, there is like an allocated budget for their educators if they choose to continue their education. Usually um, for, uh, let's say, their employees who just have ECE certification. So again, ECE certification means that you only work with children between the ages of three and five or older than that, usually in an out of school care program. Mm -hmm. And this is, I mean, it's not a bad thing if you choose not to go for infant toddler, because I think even with some people that we used to work with, um, they were perfectly happy working with the, with a three to five age group, because that's the age group that they worked with. That's the age group they enjoyed. They recognize that infant toddler is not for me. Yeah. And that's an, that's a really good thing to recognize is to say, I prefer this age group over this age group. If I work with this age group, I'm not going to be a good educator. But if I work with this age group, I will be a good educator because this is who I can be with. This is who I can, um, this is the age group that I'm happy with. And they are very different age groups. They are. Very different. Very, very different. Um, uh, anyway, so for me, I knew I wanted to be uh, an infant toddler educator because Again, I've worked with infants and toddlers because that is the age group I love. Like, I love working with infants and toddlers. It's not that I don't like working with older children. It's just like... <laughs> there's something there. There's, there's so much joy yeah. when you work with infants and toddlers. Like, I, I can't even begin to describe it. I hear you. I'm the same. I'm with Kayla. Infant toddler is my jam. <laughs> They're great. They're so cute. <laughs> Three like, to fives are also great, but... There's Infant something toddler. about the ITs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I and I had expressed this to to my employer and I didn't know at the time that they had said like, OK, well, you know, go to school and we have that allocated budget where we will pay for half your tuition. And I was like, oh, my God, like, yes, absolutely. So um, when I was finished studying, they actually surprised me when they ended up paying my entire tuition. And wow. again, like I said, I will forever be grateful and extremely thankful to that former employer. But I also recognize that there were so many factors as to why I was burnt out. And for a while there, I was not a good educator. And it all came back to me and how I did not take personal ownership or even responsibility to recognize that I needed to change something. Um, and at that time, I was at the time that I was reaching that stage of burnout, I was working full time, which was an eight and a half hour day with only a 30 minute unpaid break. And I would like to stress this is totally legal. 
Yeah. It's unfortunately. Yeah. And <laughs> again, that's part of the problem because you as a person are so overworked and you're given little to no time to just catch your breath, to give your give your brain that that rest that it needs. Um and you know the and this is why I say that the values did not line up with mine because in the the where I was working it was very it was very scheduled it was very go 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 and mm-hmm. there was no rest yeah there wasn't a whole lot of rest and I personally feel that the children were also having the behavioral issues that they were having because that environment just did not work for them yeah um and again that makes it harder for you as a staff but Mm -hmm. when you're the person that this doesn't work for and it works for everybody else again that's on you to take that ownership to say okay well clearly this is working for everybody else that I'm working with but it's not working for me therefore the issue is that I need to change something about me or or this environment um And one of the reasons that I didn't uh, make the change sooner was also because I was still in school (laughs) and I was powering through at the time, not only to get my infant toddler certification, but to also get my special needs certification so that I could finally get my full diploma. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started ECE and I continued my ECE as a part-time student. So unlike full-time, which will only take one full year for your diploma program, it took me probably about four years of studying part-time and taking courses as they were available. So basically that means that I did not take courses in the order that they were supposed to be given. So when I was like, when you take a full-time diploma and you were a full-time student, right? I was, yeah. So in full-time, you know, you take your first, you You level up. Yeah, totally. So you, in the beginning, you'll learn about, um, foundations yeah like the very basic foundations health and safety um food safe yeah very simple things so in my first semester i was literally taking like what would be considered your third semester courses so things that you would have learned towards the end of your year to say okay like now i'm i'm a a full graduate you know i have all this prior knowledge and i know how to make all these connections Um, I was taking those third semester courses in my first semester, um, as an ECE, which means that I learned a lot of things backwards and I later had to make connections and you just powered through and you studied harder. And because your goal as a part-time student is literally just to finish school in whatever order courses are made available to you as a part-time student, there's no structure. You're really... This is and this is actually mm-hmm. something that we fought about in in the college that I went to with all my other part time with all the other um, people that I went to school with was I went to school with a with a girl who I still keep in contact with today. It took her six years just to get wow. the basic three to five certification. That's crazy. And it was and again and we're you know all of us are working full time. Um, you know some of us are living. I think I again I mentioned this in the beginning. I lived in Burnaby at the time with my mom and my brother. I worked in North Vancouver, which if you're from the lower mainland and you have to commute to North Van, you know that that bridge is a nightmare. That highway is a nightmare. You spend 
basically an hour of your time in your car and that's, that's on a, one way yeah one way and that's, that's on a home. that's a good day <laughs> when there's no accidents there's no like weather conditions like there's nothing you or there's no construction yeah and for living in vancouver deemed the name raincouver a lot of people don't know how to drive in the rain yeah which is oh my gosh it's shocking. so annoying <laughs> Um, but again, like, so I would spend, like, I literally spent so much time in my car, uh, you know, again, on top of the eight and a half hours on top of arriving, you know, 15 minutes early so you can put your stuff away and just a lot of cases staying 15 minutes late because of ratio. Yes. Oh my goodness. Because while let's say maybe you're, you're supposed to work from this time to this time, you can't leave if. Again, we said our ratio for infant toddler is one to four, one to four. So that's one adult, one educator to four children. Mm-hmm. Now times that by that does not mean that there's only four children in your program, because if you have four educators times that by four, that means that you can have a maximum of 16 children in that program. Mm-hmm. So again, you need to know those 16 personalities, those 16 individuals those 16 little people in your care. And again, you need to know what makes them happy. What makes them unhappy? How do they communicate? Are they verbal? Are they this? Are they that? Those little 16 personalities, you have to know. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a negotiable. Like, that's non-negotiable. Yeah. Right? And, and at the end of the day, if, say, you have 10, 11 kids left and there's three of you, you got to wait until that number drops to eight before mm-hmm. you can technically go because it's just not safe to be over ratio. Yeah. And, and you so, can get in trouble and you can get in trouble. And your day is again, prolonged by that often. Yeah. Especially if you're working, say an eight to four thirty shift. Because and now you have to stay till five o'clock because most parents do not get off work that early and exactly. they're relying on you to keep their children safe. And this is not to be, blame parents or blame families or anything because we get it we also work absolutely it's just the reality of ece is that overtime happens yeah and many times you don't get paid for it nope you don't get paid for it or (laughs) so just keep track of that and be aware yeah and and i'm again we're not we don't want to blame parents we don't want to parent shame because we understand parents have to work parents and it's more reflective on the center and what how they've set up the day to support the educators with yeah. the amount of children that are enrolled. Totally. And, and not only that, but the other thing that needs to be made aware is centers are so... They rely so heavily on those parent fees. So yes. you... It's a luxury to not max out that number of children. Yep. Because... If you want that center to run, if you want your staff to get paid, every penny counts. It does. And it's again, it has it really has nothing to do with the individuals. It has nothing to do with the center. It has nothing to do with families. It has everything to do with the system that has been created that has set us up for failure. And we're working so hard against that system and we're trying to make it work. And it really it causes you to be so drained by the end of the day, by the end of the week, after a couple months. If you haven't had that extra time or if you're always on the shift that's making you do that over time, yes. you just get sick of it. And the other thing that I think is critical to say is we have a lack of educators right now because... Very low. Yeah. And again, we don't... Many reasons is because we don't 
pay well. So people are very reluctant to go into this field because you spend like, okay, I'll speak for myself here. I spent probably over, probably just over $20,000 worth of tuition. And we're talking, you know, semesters, we're talking, um, all the books that I had to buy and all the textbooks because those are expensive. Yep. <laughs> and you know, it's again, it's not just a matter of babysitting. You had to learn the psychology. You had to learn the theory. You had to learn the development. Um, you have to learn about environment and how setting up environments and you have to learn about different practices and, um, Reggio always- versus Montessori versus this versus that. Play-based learning. Yeah. Emergent learning. And you're always on. That's the thing with early childhood is that I know in one of our previous episodes, Kayla and I joked about going to the bathroom and taking your breather because that's the only four door wall enclosure you have where you're completely alone. But it's because the rest of the time you are constantly doing things. And even in moments of rest or intentional pause, as we've also talked about, you are still thinking, you are still working with that. You're not and sitting there spaced out. ensuring that their safety is being held, Absolutely. Right? So, and to go back to, um, Kayla, what you were talking about before with schooling, that's something I see right now because I've gone back for my early childhood degree and I've talked to a few of my uh, co-colleagues, students, co-students. Fellow classmates. Fellow classmates. And, <laughs> fellow um, learners. Fellow learners, <laughs> yes. And a lot of them... It takes them a long time to get through their degree. And when you talk to people, oh, what year are you in? You know, some people say third year, fourth year, but that doesn't mean they're anywhere close to being done because the availability of courses in order to improve your learning are so sporadic and often during the day because you need in-studio time that it's really hard to juggle and manage even going back to school mm-hmm. and being in a center that does support that. I mean, you were so fortunate that, that they wanted, they encouraged that, right? Cause I mean, yes. it's overall, it's better for you. It's better for the center. It is then you have because then you have not only that knowledge, but now there's, you have that certification to be able to be in yeah. IT. And that's important because when I was doing my, my, um, my IT and my special needs, I worked in an infant toddler program, but I only had my basic three to five certification, which meant that it actually made it a lot harder on my fellow Mm co-educators because there were only, because I think it was only me and another person who was still not able to open and close. Mm -hmm. And it was only two educators who had their full certification, which meant that only they were able to open the program or close the program. Yep. And that made it very hard on those two people because it means that every week they're either working the, let's say the 7.30 to, what was it, 4 o'clock shift or something? Yeah. Or like the... Closing at 5.30 or yeah, 6, whatever Yeah, whatever it, it is, right? And again, because we can't have that rotation of, of scheduling and... And it's not even just about opening and closing. I was not allowed to be alone with four children. I couldn't take them outside. I couldn't take them on a walk. Like I had to be the second person out because 
you had somebody to be, with full certification yeah. had to be there just to, to just in case just yeah. to cover it right and it's not that you weren't qualified or you weren't responsible it's yeah just or that i didn't know what i did was doing it literally just has to be you have to meet those licensing requirements exactly yeah and those requirements are put in place for a reason <laughs> yeah and i think because of this uh challenge and barrier to continuing your education if that's what you want to do it discourages a lot of people from even wanting to go back totally the idea of going back for further education when really if you have a degree versus a diploma you're not making any more money totally you're making the same amount of money as someone that has their diploma yeah so it's a real big deterrence because it's like where is that going to take you are you going beyond ece with that to do elementary teaching are you going beyond and working at ECEBC like where is that degree taking you further so again yeah a lot of people just choose not to because it's a huge barrier it's a huge cost and it's funny because I was actually speaking to uh, somebody that I work with now who is a senior educator and I voiced the uh, the idea of going back to school to get my degree and not that she discouraged me, but she really, she did not discourage me, um, but she really made me think about the benefits or the Why? pros and cons as to, is it even worth getting a degree? Yeah. And the reason behind that was she was, she, she basically said to me, she's like, there's no monetary benefit to getting a degree. There's none. Like yeah. none whatsoever. And for me, I knew that, but going back and since being back, I feel like my eyes in those third and fourth year courses have really opened up a lot further than what they had been before because I feel like with my diploma, it was so long ago, almost five years ago, and it was so quick, it was so fast paced. Speaking to your privilege is a really good thing because again many um people who are trying to go back to school or even just wanting to get their basic ece certification many times um in this field right now we're working with people who may be new to the country um who have families who are parents uh who have other responsibilities who need to have an income because this is not a cheap city to live in and i'm not just talking about vancouver i'm talking greater vancouver yeah like mainland it's it's expensive you know and it's tough because if you're not have if you don't have the ability to you know let's say you don't have the support from from a spouse from a partner from whatever to be able to have you know to be able to go to school in the evening um you need to think you know like again i'll speak to myself here you need to have uh, a car to be able to work here where work is available to study here where studying is available to take me home where home is at that at that time um in your life and it's tough and again it's, it's very daunting it's super daunting yeah. and it takes up like oh my gosh i remember being so mentally exhausted because again I worked eight and a half hour days. It took me 45 minutes to an hour, one way to get to work. So that's about another two hours out of my day. So, you know, eight and a half hours working, two hours commuting. In commuting and that's on days when I didn't have school. It might take me an extra 30 minutes or 45 yeah. minutes to get to school. And trying to schedule schedules because... 
you know, maybe your employer needs you to work at this time and, but your, you know, your first class starts at this time and you work all the way over here and that's at the height of rush hour. So it's going to take me longer to get all the way over there. And, you know, you have books to read and you have articles to read and you have essays to write and you have midterms to study for. And you're also dealing with, okay, what's going on in the center? Because, you know, things are not perfect. You know, you might have to deal with, you know, a parent was upset because this, this, and this happened, or a child's going through a hard time because Mm -hmm. this, this, and this is happening in their home life or supporting your fellow co-educators because we're also human too. And we have lives and we have problems and we have things that we're, that we're dealing with. It's a lot to juggle. And I definitely don't think that I'd be able to work full time and be going to school right now. And the people that I do see working full time and taking one to two courses a term and really just slowly chipping away at a at the brick or at the stone yeah. to get to their degree, it's it's definitely challenging. It's it exhausting. Is. And you can see it in people's eyes and their faces at the end of the day when they're showing up just on time for class or just after class has started. Because like you said, it it's so tight to make it through all these different things, right? And that's what causes burnout. It does. And again, burnout is not unique to people who are juggling work, who are juggling and juggling school at the same time. Um, have I faced burnout when working. I was not a student? Yes. 100%. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, I think the last time I faced burned out, burnout was maybe like a year ago. And... Yes, there were aspects um, in my job that were causing this, um, but there was also personal things that I was going through in my own life. And so again, I was dealing with things that were happening in my personal life and I was dealing with things that were happening, you know, at work that, and those two worlds merging together, you know, you feel stress when you leave your job because now I have to deal with the stresses of what's going on in my life mm-hmm. and you know coming into work and saying okay now I have to put the stresses of my life away and now I need to deal with the stress of what's whatever's going on here yeah. it was so daunting but the nice thing that I will give credit to is when that was happening um I did have the support of my fellow educators and even my my program director and some of the people that I that I worked with who I'm very fortunate to work in a place right now where I do recognize that we they came together and they said, you know, we noticed that you need time off. We're going to support you and work things around so that we can give you a few days off. And that was not unique to me. I also had another um, person that I worked with who also was going through some really tough things. And again, we all banded together and we said, okay, how are we going to support you so that you can take that day off just to rejuvenate, just to take a breath, just to take a break so you don't have to be, quote, on? Absolutely. I, When I was facing my burnout, I think... I, there was a lot that was happening within the center at that time. There was a lot of shifts within staff, a lot of shifts within children. There was a lot going on. And I don't think even the classroom itself wasn't set up for success in the first place, which was the first problem I noticed. It was just like very chaotic. Yes. And then going from there, the staffing 
you know, fluctuation was a lot to handle and deal with because it is a very personal career. Yes. You're, you're dealing with someone constantly. It's not just you're seeing a colleague at work and going to your desk. You're right next to them and mm-hmm. working with them through things and with their personality, with your own personality. Yep. You need to know how that, and that's, and again, while you are, you do have to know how children work and let's say it's anywhere between yeah. 16 to 25 to 40 children. You also need to know how your co-educators work. Exactly. And for myself, I just reached a point where I was just outright sure that this was not for me, that I was going to leave early childhood education. I wasn't going to come back. I needed to get out of there. And I feel so fortunate that instead what they did was that they transferred me into an infant toddler program and something just clicked. And I finally felt some sort of relief because I was getting burnt out with that age group, not with children as a whole, which I have felt being like, I need that day off to rejuvenate that extra day, but with that age group. And that made such a difference because I finally found my passion and felt inspired to go to work again Yes, as soon as the environment changed. And not to say that that environment didn't have its own you know, nuances with, or even just challenges or challenges. Yeah. But it made more sense for me. And that was what's really, what was really a turning point for me with early childhood. And that's really big because again, you're, you know, you were saying you feel this burnout with children, you, regardless of where our burnout is coming from, at the end of the day, we need to recognize that it does not make us good educators when Mm -hmm. we're on edge because I was a horrible educator and, in those months. And same, like it was months yeah. before the change happened. And same with me. When I was reaching my burnout, I was not a good educator. You know, your patience is a lot lower, so you snap easier, which is not fair to those children. Yep. Um, you, you know, you don't have passion. You don't want to come into work. You don't care. You don't want to engage in any activities. No. You're just going through the motions of being there and that's when you become a body and yes. you you remove yourself from the title of early childhood educator to and, babysitter. To babysitter. And you <laughs> uphold babysitter. Yes. yes. And yeah, and that's you know what, what burnout is if you feel yourself sort of slipping down the slope. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's very that's very important to recognize is to say, you know what? I am not an educator right now. I have very much reached the title of babysitter because like you said, I am just here. I'm a body. I'm I'm just literally just watching so that, or I'm watching without intention. Yeah. Um, or or not even, you're just there for the sake of being there because I need a paycheck or I can't take the day off because I might get in trouble or, you know, whatever the situation is. But I, th- I think, Kayla and I, the, the most important thing that we want you guys to remember is that burnout happens and it's okay as long as you take the necessary, and we mean necessary, steps. Vital, not only to, necessary. <laughs> to rejuvenate yourself, to relight that spark and find your passion as to why you entered this in the first place. And that could be taking the day off, like you suggested. That could be changing, being within the same society, but being at a different age group or completely changing the society you're at so that you're with uh, people and a place that supports your philosophies, your values. And yeah, 
And I think another big thing to that is we, you need to practice self-care. Yes. That and that is something that I was not that I was not doing. I was not practicing self-care. You know, I was like I said, overtired, overworked, overstressed. You become lethargic even at home. It totally. And in I think in any profession where or even like parents, there's a guilt mm-hmm. that you feel if you say like I'm unhappy or I'm stressed because it's an you know you're it, it's a, such an emotional um, career or an emotional uh, field s- yeah, yeah. A state of being that you almost feel scared to admit to admit that sometimes and not recognizing that it's okay to take time for yourself yeah. so the way that I changed my um, I mean, and that's not to say that I don't feel stress every day and that everything's happy and it's rainbows and sunshine, because that's a lie. <laughs> um, but at least now I have the tools to recognize, okay, I need to take a step back and I need to do things for me, not just give, 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 but also take time to receive or take yeah. time for just to sit back and, and relax, right? You know, put your feet up. Um, have that glass of wine. I have many glasses <laughs> of wine. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure parents could relate to that Right? Um, but like, so me personally, what I, what I started to do was, and it's funny because even my husband knows that this is like my self-care routine. Um, if I have a stressful day or a stressful week, um, every Friday night for me is my self-care night. So if I don't have plans or if we're not going out or whatever, like I will, you know, I'll have dinner, um, spend some time with my husband, talk about what we did throughout the day and whatever. And, you know, then what I'll do is I'll grab my laptop. Um, I'll grab a glass of, like I'll grab a bottle of wine, fill up, you know, my glass Um, And I'll literally just soak in the tub and just unwind and watch Netflix with with my with my glass of wine in the tub, you know, put in some bath salts and just chill and put on a face mask. And that is my form of self-care because this is how I relax. This is how I unwind. And it's funny because if I do have a stressful day at work. My husband now knows, you know, if I tell him about, oh my gosh, like this, this, and this happened today, he'll be like, oh, so you're going to take a bath tonight, right? <laughs> like he's, he, he knows, he knows that he like, supports. yeah, oh my gosh, so supportive. <laughs> um, and he'll know like, okay, you know, you had a stressful day today. I guess that means that you're just going to go relax and just un- unwind in hot water. And so as we wrap up this episode, Kayla and I, again, we just want to stress that burnout happens. It will happen to you. Yeah, it's inevitable. Um, the most important thing to do is recognize it. Yep. Know your value, know your worth, because you also deserve deserve to receive, as Kayla said, and take that time and just give yourself some self-care, which is something we plan on talking about in another episode. Totally. So we want to say thank you so much for joining us. And if you guys have any comments, questions, you can send us an email at ECE Honestly. No, nope, that's not what it's at. It's at, <laughs> e- ECE. It's at ECE Honestly at gmail.com. <laughs> or, <laughs> or if you are a millennial or a Gen Z, you can also DM us on Instagram at ECE Honestly. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>